You are listening to Changing the Game with me, Wilson Casado. What is the game? The game is everything. Everything from the education you receive to the career or business you pursue. In regards to diversity and inclusion, though, there isn't a level playing field. The show will allow us to hear from those who are challenging the status quo. It is about creating a new future where things are done differently, a future with diversity and inclusion, and most importantly, a future where everyone has access to play the game. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Kate Curvin. Kate, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm very good. So, Kate, so Kate, Kate is a passionate advocate for women in STEM and the innovation ecosystems, is the founder of She Codes. She has led the steep growth of the project since 2015. There is one particular thing about you, Kate, that I saw in an article in the West, where it goes by, Kate Curving likes to imagine a world where young girls aspire to be programmers in the same way they might dream of being ballerinas. <laughs> and I love that, that itself, is, you know, as a way to change the game. So yeah. uh, can you explore with us a little bit more about that? You know, you're changing the game for girls and how that experience has been for you. Yeah, so um, we're actually coming up to our sixth anniversary of She Codes um, in a couple of weeks, which I kind of found out by accident. Um, Facebook memories popped up um, the 6th of March. So yeah, I've been doing this a little while now. Um, really trying to explore those stereotypes around women in tech. Um, I know for me, my background isn't in technology um, and it is something that I kind of just got really curious um, and sort of exploring a little bit more about. Um, but I don't think it was ever really posed to me as an option. And the more that I look into this, the more that problem seems to be there, that people aren't being told that tech is a place that uh, is for women, um, is a place that women are gonna succeed, um, and even so far as people saying like it's not a safe career pathway for women or it's not an appropriate career pathway for women. Um, and I just think that that's completely crazy. Like we're in 2021, um, we should be living in a world where you can do whatever you want to do. Um, and that these things are sexy jobs. Like there are really cool things that you can do with technology. It's changing the world. It's changing the future. It's building the future. Um, and somehow we still have these crazy stereotypes of like a guy sitting in a basement with lines of code washing over a projector, hacking into banks. Like that's what is being portrayed in the media, which is completely crazy and untrue. Yeah, you, 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 you're quite right there. So I'm, I'm, look, uh, uh, our company Visage is in that area of STEM and, and, and we always looking uh, to have more girls in the team. We do think that uh, uh, is you know one of the challenges that we get is exactly the fact that you know the, the girls don't apply for the jobs or they're not there. Is is you know the the, the access to uh, female candidates is quite hard. So, mm -hmm. what is that you what is that you have been doing that can help that to happen? So I think the most important thing is an invitation. Um, so we hear this a lot that um, 
people that were interested in high school or university have just been told no so many times um, by career counsellors, by their peers, by their family, um, that it's not a safe career option, that it's not a good career option, that whatever it is, they've just been told no so many times. Um, but now that they don't want to take a chance on it, now that they're in careers, they're like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, so just putting that option, that invitation out to people of like, actually, you can do this um, and we're going to help you along that way. Um, I think that's the most important thing that we can do to get more people into, into industry and into these kind of career pathways. It's really about that invitation as the first step. Hmm. So interesting about that invitation part of it. You did mention before that you didn't come from that sort of background. You didn't study tech, mm -hmm. as I saying so, but somehow you, you got into it. Would you be comfortable to tell us a little bit more about yourself, how the journey was for you? Yeah, so my background, my professional background is in events. Um, and that kind of happened pretty organically. Um, just started working in events while I was studying. Um, and there's something really magical about events that people kind of come together. They're either learning something or they're doing something. Uh, they're meeting other people. There's just a magic that happens around events for me. Um, and I started at Space Cubed, which is a co-working innovation space here in the Perth CBD. Um, lots of startups, lots of people doing cool things. Um, I didn't know any of that. I knew events. I knew how to organize events. Um, and that's what I was doing in the space here. And I just got really curious of like, how do I find out what our members are doing? How do I find out what these startups are doing? Um, how do I talk the same language as them? Um, so I went along to everything, um, half of them, because I was organizing the facilities of the event. Um, and sometimes I was just curious about the topics. Um, and it was at those kind of events that I started feeling, particularly the tech events, I started feeling really uncomfortable. Like I'm a, a young woman, I really like wearing bright colors, well, not today, but <laughs> normally I'm in bright colors. Um, and I'm in a sea of guys that are in, you know, black, white, gray, red sometimes, um, all talking a completely different language to me, lots of acronyms, everything going way over my head. Um, and it just wasn't really welcoming to me as a woman or as a beginner. Um, and I started off solving the beginner problem like how do we find out find a place for beginners to come and talk and like really dumb down what we're talking about in tech that's using plain English um, so that we can kind of understand the core fundamentals of what we're doing before we start talking about all the jargon um, so I started to learn to code meet up um, open to anyone um, and the first couple of those I had I had these total beginners that have only been coding for 10 years okay this is not your space um, uh, but that was that was quite cool for a little while and then I got an invitation um, from a guy in the community who was like I really want to do something for women um, but I'm really aware that I need to invite women along on that journey it can't just be me organizing it um, so Marcus brought me on board um, to run the first ever what would be now she codes uh, we were Perth web girls at the time um, being part of that community and that committee organizing something for women and then yeah, it's just kind of spiraled from there. Um, he's now moved away um, and I've kind of just taken over and made stuff happen. It's interesting how, you know, your, your events background came to fit that very well, isn't it? Because you ended mm -hmm. up using that background and, and, and joining with the idea to, to help the girls in, the, in, the, in this stamp. That's, that's pretty cool. 
Uh, I reckon that through, I, I, I read somewhere that you had 4,000 young female coming through the program along with the six years. Yeah, so we're so, at about four and a half thousand um, people that have women that have done our programs now. Nice. So, uh, would you have any story of someone that you started their career in STEM uh, coming through the program? Yeah, so there's quite a few. Um, so, there's a few really cute ones that have happened um, sort of outside of my knowledge, and I've only kind of found out a couple of years later. Um, so there was one event that I was standing in line to talk to a speaker at the end of a meetup and the girl behind me um, was like, oh, hey, I know you, um, you're Kate from She Codes. I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, turns out she'd come to one of our first ever workshops and now she's working in robotics at Woodside. Um, and she was like, that was the turning point for me. It was just this, yes, I can do this. There's this community. This is a space I really want to learn more about. And she went away in her own time. And yeah, Nash is in the robotics department um, doing cool things on Mindsites with robots. Um, so that was quite cool. Uh, we've had a few people through our six month program, which is our more intensive um, stepping stone of getting people from a career. Um, Sarah was a travel agent, um, picked a really good time to get out of travel um, and did our program in 2019. And then in 2020, um, she started as a consultant working in, uh, working in tech. Um, and we've had nice. a few other people along the way as well that Sophie, who did last year's program, she was um, teaching English as a second language. Um, and again, also got kind of rocked, rocked the boat with COVID and everything that happened this year because there wasn't as many people traveling um, and has managed to pivot into a full-time developer role. Um, so there's some really, really cool stories. And uh, I think what I love most is is hearing those people that have come from you know, not really a lot of opportunity to something that's full-time, that they love, um, that they have a lot of potential to grow where their old industries, they didn't really have that. Nice. I love those stories. So I reckon uh, it's very, uh, very interesting to hear about those uh, pivotal moments for the girls. So they come, they attend workshops or training uh, and, and suddenly then you, uh, you have them to actually realize that they have a career there. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Hmm. So what is, uh, well, I, and I understand that this journey has been uh, quite nice. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's a good story to tell the journey of the She Codes and, and, and uh, where we got uh, until now. So what, what, do you, what do you have in the plans? So what is the next steps? Is something different happening? Yeah, so we've got some pretty exciting stuff coming up. Um, so it's our sixth anniversary birthday event um, in a couple of weeks, which is very exciting for us. Um, so we've got that. Uh, we're also launching a program in Port Hedland this year, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, one of the things that I think has been really key for me in developing this whole thing is how do we make things accessible to the people that really, really need it? Um, and I'm really lucky that we get to be in WA um, where there aren't that many opportunities um, as there is on the East Coast and all the locations we've picked um, along the journey. We've been out in regional WA, um, down to Bunbury and Geraldton, Port Hedland, Carratha, all over the place. Um, and then to Brisbane, which also has a very similar community to what we have here in Perth that misses a lot of the stuff that does the Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra, and then doesn't really get any further. 
Um, so yeah, we're going up to Port Hedland. We're doing a six month program up there. We'll probably fly up every couple of months um, and deliver the rest online, um, which is another little bonus, I guess, from COVID that we've learned how to do things online. And I think people have got a lot more comfortable with the idea of online training. Um, so that launches in a few weeks. Um, and yeah, we've got really ambitious goals. So our goal is to get 100,000 women in tech by 2025 across the country. Um, and I told you at the beginning, we've taught four and a half thousand. So we've only got like 96,000 to go. Uh, very, very close. Um, but yeah, we've got really ambitious, ambitious goals, set the sights high and see what we can do. I, I love it. I love, I love the fact that uh, one thing that from time to time in conversations we talk about is, uh, you know, to dream is more, is the same effort to dream big. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it doesn't take any other, in, any further effort to dream big, to, you know, to, to, to see where you, you know, you can go. 100,000 girls, so I love it. So yeah. it would be good. And that number came from, um, I guess, some context on that. So we were looking at a study that was done and we need 200,000 more people across the country to stay globally competitive as, as a nation, um, which is pretty crazy that we need 200,000 more people in tech. And at the moment, we don't actually have the number of people coming through university STEM degrees to even get there. Um, yep. But our team were looking at that and we were like, well, if we need 200,000 more people, imagine if half of those were women. Like we still wouldn't have complete 50-50 diversity, but if half of the new people coming through were women, that would be pretty incredible. Um, and so that's where that number came from. That's very inspiring, Kate. Very good. So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what about the role of the people that are not part of She Codes? Uh, like if, I, if I can use myself as an example. So how would you like to have people like me to come along and, and help in changing the game? Yeah, so I think um, the most important thing is that women's things aren't actually just about women so we actually do need men involved along on the journey and I think my issue with a lot of women's things is there only women are involved and only women can do something about it and aren't male friendly areas Um, and we've been very intentional that one of our values is that we're female focused but we're male friendly and we know that men need to be part of that journey Um, so I definitely think that there is a space uh, for guys in this conversation first and foremost Um, But I think it's the little things that we can all do every day. So not pushing stereotypes, um, helping people like inspire them and build them up and not pull them back down. Um, Let them dream um, and push them with opportunities. So we know that people are more likely to apply for jobs if they've been given a recommendation to do so by a friend or a colleague or Um, a manager even people are more likely to go for promotions if someone has given them that little head start it's really hard to take the chance on yourself if somebody else isn't going to take that chance on you as well it's that external validation thing Um, so I think it's just about being really conscious of like how do we push these things out to women and tell them the little bits of advice at the time that they need it to help them grow Um, on an individual level and then obviously on a on a broader systemic level um, I think that there's still a lot of businesses that are talking about we need diversity and we need all these things um, but aren't really willing to put their money where their mouth is and actually do something about it so Mm. having a look at your policies of are actually your flexible workplace and 
are you actually investing in educating women and giving them opportunities or are you just expecting to sit there and have people come to you um so yeah i think there's the two sides there's the small bits that we can all do each day and then there's the bigger systemic things that really need to come from the top um, and that's government and business to drive that that's very good so what i'm getting from that is uh is you know the role of not only myself but everyone uh, regardless of of the gender is actually to make sure that we help to build uh that that world where mm -hmm. uh you know is, is inclusive where you know the opportunities are there uh the, the flexibility that we need are there uh it's everything there to for for any any person to feel safe and to come along and do the best in their careers yeah 100 percent uh i think uh what i'm what i'm interested in is some of the conversations that we have about uh, diversity and inclusion uh talk about you know whether this is the, the the right thing to do because we need to include everyone or whether this is actually good for business Mm -hmm. is actually, you know, you have, uh, we, we do have tangible results to show that when we have that diverse group, the outcomes are better. So how, how you see that in, have you seen that in your stories of bringing that diversity is actually having better outcomes? Yeah. So what I um, like to talk about a lot is um 50% of the population are women. Women make a lot of the actual purchasing decisions in households. Um, a lot of small, small decisions are made by women. Um, we're really big users of technology um, and a lot of household items are just specifically designed for women. And yet a lot of the people building them aren't women. And the example that I use a lot is I actually have a fitness tracker, um, which is designed for women. And there's so many things about it that just work so well for me, like the, the types of sports on it, um, the way that I can wear it as a necklace and it's, it's pretty um, versus the one that I used to have, which was obviously it's a unisex one, but it was clearly designed for men, um, just did not work for anything as part of my lifestyle. And so I wore that for like two months and I'm like, I hate this thing because it felt like I don't know, it just, it, it didn't feel like it was for me. Um, and so there's this whole opportunity of there's these things that we've been making do with because there's no good option. Um, but if we can design things thoughtfully because our people on our team are connect, more connected to the end user, um, I think there's so much more potential for, for better products, um, for better marketing strategies, all of these kinds of things. So on a product level, um, makes a ton of sense. Um, we also know that there's a lot of data that women in teams make teams safer, um, makes them more productive, um, you get better results when you've got diversity of thought. Um, there's a whole heap of research that, you know, that little bit of change actually makes a massive difference in um, the output that you get from, from your business. Um, and there's more and more studies every year, this stuff keeps coming out. Um, I don't think it's... I don't think it's a myth anymore, right? Like it's, there's so much research about it. Um, it's just about, I think everyone knows that it's there, but it's just about how we actually translate that into actual dollars and cents for each business that I don't think that bit has quite been done yet. 
It's interesting that you mentioned about uh, having more women in the group makes uh, makes the team be uh, in a few safer. So mm-hmm. I had an interesting experience some uh, in 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 a program that I did two years ago where we have a strong diversity in the team, and one of the things that I felt uh, was that I was completely relaxed to to share to you know to let other people talk and. There was a big thing for me, so because I, I, uh, I, you know, shamely would, you know, in reflection, I would say that in some of those settings where we're doing a team exercise, so I tend to be a little bit more dominant and trying to put my voice in and and mm-hmm. and 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 force that a bit. Uh, in that environment, that sort of setting, I wasn't doing that, and I was quite intrigued. So why why I'm behaving <laughs> differently? And the only explanation that I got from that is that the diversity of the, the group made me feel safer. Like, I, you know, I'm, being, no, I'm not competing for anything here. We're here to, to do together. It was quite interesting. Someone was chasing that idea when I, when I share it, saying some people may feel that because of diversity is unknown. Sometimes mm. you feel trapped by diversity. But, I, but for me, in my experience, it was the other way around. So I felt very safe. So and it's interesting a, that a, you mentioned that. Yeah, on a, on a broader level, right? Like the more that we can get equality for women, there's actually so many more benefits for men who don't fit the normal, like the mold of what it is to be a, to be a man. If we can kind of tear down what it means to be a woman, then it tears down what it means to be a man as well. We can hopefully get rid of some of that toxic masculinity um, and like all of those stereotypes of those guys who were like, oh, I'm not quite, you know, I'm not quite in this camp, but I'm not quite in that camp either. I just want to be somewhere in the middle. Um, but there isn't really a safe space for those people. Um, so if we can, if we can help women, it does help men as well. Yeah, and no, I agree. So it's good. It's good that it helped me to reflect what is the role that I have. And, and you're quite right. So how can we dismantle that idea of what means to be a man in business as well so it's, it's, it's quite confronting when you stop to think and you know the person you become when you're in a business setting the person that you really are if you do an honest a honest reflection on that on yourself so it's, it's quite confronting so uh, kate you are you know the she codes program is part of the you know the brother uh, space cube uh ecosystem right so you you have those uh, the startups around and the innovators, the entrepreneurs having a conversation. So how she codes when, you know, the girls come and have that first experience and, and, and get to find out and, uh, more about what it is to be in the STEM career. Is that linking back to uh, innovation and entrepreneurship? So are these girls going uh, to found their own companies or to, you know, chase their own ideas? Um, So we haven't seen the full cycle really happen yet. Um, So I think that there is still a lot of support that people need coming out of a program like mine um, to really understand, you know, it's a boot camp. It's pretty intense. We teach as much as we can in a short amount of time. Um, But there are still some bigger sort of architecture questions and some mentoring and support that is really hard and overwhelming if you're in your own startup because you're normally the salesperson, the tech guy, the product guy, girl um all of those things all in one person um so we typically 
see that that would be a few years working for somebody else and kind of honing your skills and getting really comfortable with the with the work and then seeing that spin out into into their own um, thing. Uh, we do have one of our girls who um, did the program in 2019 who's been working on a little side hustle um, around getting um, old dogs rehomed. Um, it was her final project that she was working on during the program um, and she's continued with that. Um, and I saw this morning she's also just uh, launched her own blog that she started been working on as well. So there's a few sort of small side projects. Um, we don't see that happening as like a, as a full startup yet. Um, but I think sometime in the future, it'd be really great to see that kind of full circle of people coming through the ecosystem and supporting businesses as they're growing. Um, and yeah, kind of completing that life cycle. So I guess watch this space. Yeah, very nice. Good. So I do, uh, the work that we do in the innovation ecosystem, we, we are seeing the number of uh, female founders uh, growing quite considerably and also the appetite of the investors to actually back those, you know, those companies that, are, uh, uh, that, that, that they do have female founders. So look, it's been uh, quite nice to, to talk with you, Kate. So we, uh, it is always uh, unfortunate that we have limited time for these chats because mm -hmm. we could go forever. So, Kate, uh, before we go, if, uh, if a girl is listening to this podcast and, and wanted to reach out, want to know more about She Codes, what she should do? Sure. Um, so we'll also clarify before I tell you where you can find me. Um, when we're saying girl, um, we do actually mean anyone of any age. Um, so we've had women sort of from five through to 70 come along to our one day programs. Um, so I hope you're not listening out there thinking, oh no, I'm 35 and I'm too old to learn how to code. Um, that's totally not true. You can definitely join um, no matter where you are on that spectrum um, of age. It's just a number. doesn't mean anything else. Um, but you can find me, I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm Kate Kerwin um, or SheCodes Australia. Um, we're at shecodes.com.au um, and we usually run events every quarter here in Perth. Um, and if you're out in regional WA, um, we'd love to come see you as often as we can um, and hopefully running more stuff in Queensland this year as well. If we've got any Queensland listeners out there. Um, and I'm pretty much on all other platforms, so Instagram and Twitter, um, as Kate Kerwin as well. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear from you. And if you've got any questions about working in tech or how we can connect you to people in the Perth ecosystem or um, just kind of questions about my journey, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you. Thank, thank you. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. So not only the girls, but all the ladies of all ages, that's pretty good. So uh, look, Kate, you, you, it has been a pleasure. So when I when I try to articulate what we're trying to do, we've changed the game and what is the you know the game and what we have to change. I think you embodies that perfectly. So thank you very much for being with us, and let's go for it. Let's change the game. Yeah, looking forward to it.